It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Once again, Decoder Ring Theater presents another page from the casebook of that master of mystery, that sultan of sleuthing, Martin Bracknell's immortal detective, Black Jack Justice, starring Christopher Mott as Jack and Andrea Lyons as Trixie Dixon, girl detective. The name's Justice. Jack Justice. There are a couple of things you ought to know about the detective business, if you haven't already picked them up along the way. First and foremost, it is not a profession that has a great deal of respect for the rest of your life. I mean this not just in terms of overall longevity, though that sort of thing does come up from time to time, but on a moment-to-moment basis. You have a case when someone's life boils over to the point where they can no longer pretend that it hasn't, and that happens when it's darn good and ready whether you are or not. And while this kind of thing is difficult to predict at the best of times, there are a handful of classic external pressures that tend to increase the naturally occurring anxiety levels in your prospective pigeons. The first and best one, the dead of night, is easily avoided by keeping office hours. The little darlings can melt down on their own time and meet me at the office in the morning. There are others, however. Inclement weather has always been a personal favorite. Nothing makes folks feel like the storm of their personal life has taken on quite literal form and threatens to sweep them away like a little thunder and lightning. The change of seasons is also terribly good for business. But for some reason, nothing brought out the anxiety-induced mass hysteria that paid our bills for the month of January quite like Christmas did. Now... Let us forget for a moment to wonder why a season dedicated to peace and joy drives so many people up the wall. It simply does. It's what it is. There's an opening monologue to be had in that question for sure, but this is not that one. This one is about the detective business. See, the detective business doesn't care that it's Christmas. The detective business doesn't care about the rest of your life, and so if you work in the detective business, you tend not to care very much about the rest of your life. Which means that sooner or later, you simply don't have one. This is just the way it works. Or, it used to. This Christmas, the anxiety of clients notwithstanding, I did care. There was somewhere else that I wanted to be. But the detective business sent the parade of loons for us anyway. It knew that it was Christmas, and it just didn't care. What are you doing? The Lindy Hop. What does it look like I'm doing? It looks like you're pulling off the highway. That's an optical illusion created by the wind, the snow, and the fact that I am pulling off the highway. No, you're really not. Petunia, I can't see three feet in front of my face. Who needs more than three feet? Jack, the hood of the car is four feet long. By the time I see something, I've already crashed into it. I question some of your math. Question this. I'm getting off the road. There's a town up there. Yeah, a town where I would rather not be marooned. No, much better to freeze to death in a ditch 16 feet closer to home. Trixie, do you have any idea what tomorrow is? Saturday. A two, Ebenezer? It's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is, yes, which makes today, at best, Christmas Eve Eve, which is not an actual thing. At all. We'll get something to eat and hope it blows over a little. 
I knew we should never have taken this job. You knew that we should never have taken the third easiest 300 bucks we've ever made. I'm glad you kept that information to yourself because it might have forced me to conclude that you were, in fact, a great big baby. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Big baby. See? Look, isn't this better? This? What this? What this? The town this. That's what this. It's actually a little bit pretty. Don't you think it's pretty? It's adorable. Can we go now? No. Miss Dixon is not hungry for death. Miss Dixon is hungry for the very delicious brown food groups, such as those that are served in diners, just like that one. You want to eat? I thought perhaps if we called it eating instead of waiting out the storm, it might give you slightly less diaper rash. Stop calling me a baby. Or what? Trixie, I am about to enjoy my first Christmas in I don't know how long in a real actual home that is actually mine. I think you just married into it. With a real actual family that is also mine, small though it may be. Saints preserve us all from it getting larger. And I would like to spend it there. Not here. Not at Trudy's Diner. You'll see. Who knows, maybe Trudy's Diner has some holiday magic all of its own. You think so? No. Big baby. Hey, folks. Be right with you. Sure thing. See? Cheer up, Squarejaw. This isn't so bad. There's some tinsel, a a little cardboard cutout tree taped up over there. I hate you. I don't control the weather. I'm not sure why that is, and frankly, I consider it a mistake, but there it is. Pull up a stool. How you folks doing? Battered, but unbowed. You don't look much like a Trudy. Like a what? Trudy. The sign? Oh, that. Yeah, that. Most folks don't really take it in, you know. They see it every day, they just don't think nothing about it. And why bother to light it up? Because they'd notice that. And they don't care for change all that much. That's why when I bought the place six years ago, I kept everything just as it was, sign included. So what happened to Trudy? She bought a sawmill. She bought a... Sawmill, yep. All right, then. I think we've run this into the ground. You folks want to take a look at menus, or you already know what you want to eat? What do you have that's brown? Uh, everything, I guess. That's quite a lot of choice. I'd better look at a menu. We got a special on tonight. Holiday meatloaf. I get the meatloaf part, but what makes it holiday? Put a little cranberry jelly on the plate. I can't argue with that. What do you have for coffee here? Not sure I understand that question. I got one pot that's pretty fresh and one that's much less so. The less so isn't really for consumption. I just haven't dumped it out yet. I'm going to go with the pretty fresh. Excellent choice. I'll have the holiday meatloaf and an Ovaltine. Ovaltine? Shut up. Ah, touche. Steak and eggs for me. Coming right up. You know you never really get a proper steak with that. Maybe this time I will. I'll dream a little dream. See? This ain't so bad. Oh, you had to say it. Evening, Dale. Oh, uh, I beg your pardon, folks. Well, well, the local sheriff. Chief of police. Here in Brentwood, we don't have a sheriff. We have a chief of police. And that's me. My apologies. How big a force is it? Me and Eddie. Of course. Mind if I ask when you folks got into town? About ten minutes ago. Snow was blowing pretty bad out on the highway. Thought we'd wait it out. Not the worst idea. That your car over there? It is. You recognize every car in town? That's the only one not covered in snow just yet. Look like the engine's still too warm. Story checks out. Story? Is there some reason why we should need a story? Mind my asking what brings you two out on a night like this? Just a couple of traveling salesmen, Chief. Salesmen? Sure thing. I'm encyclopedias and she's beauty products. Best one-two punch in the business. Yeah, all right. Well, just don't go bothering, folks. Bothering? 
Why, Chief, a man in your position must be aware of the tremendous advantages of a fine set of encyclopedias. Yeah, all right, I got me a library card. Thanks a lot. Hey, uh, Dale. Dale, you back there? What are you doing? Staying out of it. Dale Spoon! Staying out of what? Exactly. Oh, hello, Tom. How's business? Booming. That a fact? You had anyone come in here the last hour except these two salesmen? Salesmen? Yeah, books and bookends, they say. Bookends? No, Tom, nobody but them. You seen anybody running by? You got them big windows there. Sorry, Tom, I was doing the puzzle. Excuse me, I got eggs on. You're not curious? I'm really not, and neither are you. Here we go. Coffee and an Ovaltine. Be right back. Well, all right then. Good night, folks. And uh, best of luck. And to you, Chief. There you are. Is this what you call investigating? Now, Mr. Spence... Don't you Mr. Spence me. This is a serious matter. Pan, don't get excited. You're darn right I'm excited. I've told you, and I've told you that someone was targeting my house. For weeks I've told you, haven't I? Is he talking to us? Who are these people? I don't even know these people. That's all right. We don't know you either. What's all the ruckus out here? Uh, oh, hello, Pen. Dale, who are these people? Did you tell the chief that you were entertaining strangers? I'm not entertaining them, Pendleton. I'm cooking them eggs. And they aren't strangers. They're just traveling salesmen. Salesmen? Sure. Bed knobs and broomsticks or something. I'll be right back. Is it too hard for people to remember beauty products? You should move into garter belts. People remember garter belts. Really? I always do. Ew. Salesman, you say? We do say, yes. What about you, sir? Have you ever considered the advantages of a really good set of encyclopedias? Why, I'll have you know my family has the Encyclopedia Britannica. Ah, buying foreign, huh? What's that? Must be some kind of anarchist. Now see here. Pendleton, if you're all through with your shopping, there's still a certain amount of investigating to be done. Investigating? But you have two complete strangers sitting right here. We're not complete strangers. We met him ten minutes ago, didn't we, Sheriff? Chief. Whatever. All right, here we go. Steak and eggs and the holiday meatloaf. Hmm. This is surprisingly festive. I told you so. Enjoy. This is simply intolerable. Eating at a time like this. This is the time when my food arrived. Chief Randall, do you intend to stand idly by while this continues? This is my daughter's life we're talking about. What's all this about little Lily? And don't you start, Dale. You bringing food to these... these kidnappers. Kidnappers? Kidnappers? Aren't you... aren't you gonna say kidnappers? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. This steak is actually not bad. You are listening to Blackjack Justice from DecoderRingTheater.com. Pendleton Spence, what in thunder are you talking about? You know that Lily hasn't been kidnapped? Not yet, no. But not because they haven't tried. It must be them. I haven't kidnapped anyone in weeks. You joke. Joke! When my daughter's life and liberty at stake! What exactly are we being accused of? This evening, in the thick of the storm, I heard a commotion outside the house. I ran outside, just in time to see a shadowy form retreating through the snow, with a ladder under his arm. He got away from you carrying a ladder? My first thought was for my family's safety. I looked for the holes left in the snow by the ladder, and they were right beneath the window of my youngest daughter, Lily. As I suspected, I told the chief weeks ago that the marks on Lily's window's frame looked like ladder marks, but now I have proof. The ladder tracks left in the snow. 
This is the same snow that continues to fall heavily from the sky. Well, yes, but the chief has seen them. That's true. And you've had the feeling for weeks that you were being targeted? Yes. Well, the fact that we have not been in this town long enough for our car to get covered in snow has just been definitely proved by the sheriff. Chief. Whatever. So it couldn't have been us. Is this right, Tom? That's right enough. How could a guy with a ladder scamper right through town without being seen? It is snowing pretty hard, mister. Yeah, but he couldn't have crossed this big street here. Uh, what's this called? Main Street? Of course it is. He couldn't have crossed Main Street, could he? That would have been a pretty lousy plan. Yeah, lousy plan. Well, it obviously happened, so there's no sense wondering if it did. Is there a hardware store in this town? Of course there is. Sanderson's Hardware. It's right on Main, too. Backs onto the same side of town as my house. Dale, give me the telephone. Here you go, Sheriff. Chief. Whatever. Bob? Oh, oh, it's you, Marty. This is the chief of police. Is your father there? Of course. I guess your father would be off plowing the roads, wouldn't he? Anybody in the store? Well, good. Where does your pa keep the ladders? Under a tarp out back. Marty, I need you to do something for me. Have a look and see if they're all there or if they've been disturbed in any way. And get back to me. I'm at Trudy's. No, not the sawmill, the restaurant. Okay. Nice kid. But he gets flustered real easy. I'm sorry, but what exactly is it that we think has happened here? Someone repeatedly swipes a ladder from Sanderson's hardware, sneaks it through the streets, and doesn't quite manage to kidnap your oblivious daughter, Lily? Listen, miss, this is all a little more complicated than selling end tables. Garter belts. What? Not end tables, or bed knobs, or bookends. Garter belts. Enticing, lacy garter belts. Well... Uh, that is... Uh, They're all picturing it now, aren't they? The depth of their stunned silence suggests that they are. But at least they'll remember it. My point is that it seems like we're missing a crucial piece of evidence. Oh, uh, uh... What's that, miss? That which could only be provided by Mr. Spence's youngest daughter, Lily. What are you suggesting? I'm not suggesting a thing. I am stating as a definite fact that, whether she knows it or not, young Lily almost certainly knows something that could contribute to the solution of this mystery. If I were you, I'd get her down here, Sheriff. Chief, isn't anybody listening? That's a real good question, Tom. Isn't anyone listening? We need Lily Spence down here right now. Now? In the storm? Now, Penn, don't look quite so bad out now. And Lily was dressed up kind of warm when we were at the house. Why don't you give her a call? Because a sales lady told me to? A sales lady you just accused of a felony? Yeah. Here's the phone, Penn. Oh, for heaven's sake, I don't know. Is that a little paprika in the meatloaf? Not paprika. Cumin. Cumin? In this rustic setting? I like to mix it up a little. You're an interesting man, Dale Spoon. Lily, is that you? Uh, Listen, Punkin, there's some questions about the Prowler. I need you to bundle up warm and come and meet us down at Trudy's. Know the restaurant. That's a good girl. Well, I hope you're satisfied. Mm, Not yet, but it has possibilities. What? Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing. What were we talking about again? This is preposterous! I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, it ran down the hill of your one-track mind. 
hello? Well, hello. Alas, poor Dale. Marty, what are you doing here? Oh, but Chief, you said to get back to you at the restaurant. Well, you could have used the telephone, boy. <sighs> Who's minding the store? Oh, don't worry about that. Pa closed the store when the snow got real bad. He took the big truck out and told me to do an inventory. If he wasn't back in two hours, I was to take the old truck and do the fourth line up to Cooper's Corners. Yeah, yeah, all right. Never mind all that. Did you check the ladders? I did, sir. They're all there right enough. What? Oh, for Pete's sake. I thought we had a lead there. Sorry, sir. I guess I'd better come over and take a look. There might be some clues in the snow. Well, I don't really think so, sir. I had to clear away all the snow to lift the tarp to check the ladders. Well, for heaven's sake, Marty, who told you to do all of that? Well, you did, I guess, sir. I did? You kind of did, Tom. He certainly did. And in the process, he's allowed evidence to be destroyed that might have saved my Lily. Uh, Lily's in no danger, Mr. Spence. uh, That is, I I mean, the the ladders, they were all locked up tight, sir. Nobody's had one out tonight. Just because the intruder did not have one of your father's ladders, Martin, does not mean that he did not have a ladder at all. I know what I saw. All it means is that we now know it was not in his plan to cross Main Street with it, which means he must live on the south side, which means he's probably still quite near the house, which means Lily is walking here alone through a neighborhood with a maniac in it. Don't look at me. I told you to get her here, not have her come alone. It's all right, Mr. Spence. I can go and meet her. Thank you, Martin. I would prefer to do this myself. I can come with you. Hold on, please, young Mr. Sanderson. A few questions, please, to establish the facts before the jury. What jury? (laughs) Who are you? Quiet, son, or I'll sell you a set of encyclopedias. What? I've had some beef, and I'm feeling rather more like myself. That can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on whether you cooperate. Isn't that right, Chief? Sheriff. Whatever. Wait. You are, I gather, Mr. Sanderson, heir to the Sanderson hardware fortune? You have a a funny way of talking, you know that? It's a speech impediment, and I'm a little sensitive about it. I'm sorry. Answer the question. I kind of forgot what it was. Me too. Your father also plows the roads for this town. The town has somebody else. Pa does the county roads. And you help him out with the second truck? Only sometimes, when the snow's real heavy. Mostly, I just watch the store. How often does your father have to plow the roads? Depends. This time of year, only once in a while. Folks don't expect the county roads to be clean, just passable. Is this going anywhere? How's the meatloaf? Delicious and gone. Stop interrogating dessert. Not just yet. Marty, does your father ever leave you alone in the store at night, except when he plows the county roads? No, sir. He's pretty particular. But there isn't much business when it snows hard. I guess not. In the city, we have a pretty big snow about three, four weeks ago. Did you get that here? Sure, I guess. It gets pretty quiet when it snows. Mm, I'll bet nobody comes into the shop at all, do they? No, sir. That's why Pa doesn't mind leaving me alone. Well, all right, we're here and nearly frozen. Oh, cut it out, Pan. This is my youngest daughter, Lily. Now, is there something you wanted to ask her, miss? See him. He seems to have gathered the suspects in the library. Quite right, Watson. Miss Lily, thank you for coming. I am sorry to have brought you out in all of this weather. It's all right. I didn't mind. Yes. uh, As reported, you seem to be dressed up pretty warm. I guess. How wise. But I fear you have journeyed here for nothing, because I am at last ready to reveal the identity of the criminal. What? What? Yes. A creeping, peeping fiend. One who has had access to ladders on the correct side of Main Street... Ladders that he could return to lock and key when his sinister purpose was achieved. 
but whose access to them under cover of darkness was determined by the snowfall when his father was off plowing the county roads. You mean? Yes, Martin Sanderson. No! I'm afraid so. As my associate pointed out, it would have been pretty poor plan to kidnap young Lily Spence on foot. But what if you had access to a truck with a plow on it? An old truck, perhaps, but sturdy, which he could use to spirit his innocent victim away to unreachable seclusion and perform who knows what terrible acts upon her. No! Stop it! You're making me crazy! But you have nothing to fear, Lily. Because your father interrupted him, we have the fiend in custody, and he'll spend twenty years of hard time for it. I promise he will never, never, ever come to your window again. No! No, Daddy, I love him! You... What? I love him and he loves me. We wanted to run away together and get married, but it was so hard to get a ladder in. Then one time we did, and we were almost ready to go, but uh, I got scared and couldn't go, and Marty said it was all right, but then the next day I wished I had gone. But then we had to wait for it to snow again, and it didn't snow, and it didn't snow. And then finally it finally did snow, and I was ready to go. But when we got up the ladder, Marty said we couldn't, because we couldn't, Daddy, because our parents, they would never forgive us. But I had my suitcase packed and everything, Daddy. It's still in my closet. You can check and all. Please don't send him to jail. I love him so much, Daddy. Please. <laughs> wow. That happened fast. Yeah. I laid it on a little thick. <laughs> you knew, didn't you? Yes. Because I am not an idiot. Now, Mr. Spence, you can, if you like, look at young Mr. Sanderson as a Lothario with a ladder, or you can think of him as the young man who couldn't bring himself to steal your very beautiful young daughter away from you, even though she really, really wanted him to. Yes. <laughs> and there is a certain inevitability about these things when young people get properly agitated, sir. Where I come from, we usually like to get them in front of a preacher in as timely a manner as possible. Martin Sanderson? Yes, sir. I expect you'd better come to dinner tomorrow if your mother's all right with you being out on Christmas Eve. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Good night, Lily. Good night, Marty. Mister, I don't know how to thank you. I do. Warm up that truck, son. Cooper's Corners isn't getting plowed tonight. You're going to get us to the city limits. I got a lily of my own to get to. Yes, sir! Dale, thanks for the eats and the floor show. Sorry we didn't have the time for a much, much better tip. What do you mean? Ah, ignorance is bliss. Thank you, strangers. I'm glad you happened by. Merry Christmas, Sheriff. Or Chief. You know, I'm not even sure anymore. And God bless us, everyone. And so it went. Sometimes the detective business has one more piece of detecting that particularly needs doing. And it does what it needs to do to put you in the middle of it, whether you like it or not. And sometimes that isn't the worst thing in the world, my friends. No matter how hard it tries to be. Blackjack Justice, episode 58, Home for the Holidays, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and starred Christopher Mott and Andrea Lyons, with additional voices supplied by Kevin Robinson, Brian Vaughn, Hans Messerschmidt, Julie Cogger, and Greg Taylor. This recording and the story, characters, and situations depicted within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. Until next time, remember, DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. 
Will our heroes save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there.